Hey everyone and welcome to 121 in Flux, I am Peter, that is Connor and we talk about movies in this show. Movies of the old, movies of the classic, movies of the stupid, movies of everything in between, anything we want to watch. And this episode is actually early in the week, it's kind of a bonus, it was actually the last one that was meant to be a bonus but we got delayed so now this one's the bonus the following week but hey... We're going to talk about Delicatessen, which is a film that neither of us have seen. It's uh, directed by Jean-Pierre Jeunet and Marc Cairo, who I did not know. I didn't know it was co-directed. I thought it was just Jeunet right. until I looked it up, which is why I was double-checking that name, because he's the one I didn't know. Um, is this the, the first one we've done that neither of us have seen? Oh, no, Dune. Oh, of course, Dune. Yeah. I was just wondering if, if this was a fresh one. No, this, this, is, the, this is the first one since then. No, this is only the second one that we've both not seen. Yeah. Uh, this is something that I've been meaning to watch for a while. It pops up in a lot of lists and things like that. I, I've had it sitting around for like four years, waiting to be watched. We've all got those movies. Which, let's be honest, was basically the the pitch for this show. It was we've got movies sitting around we need to watch. <laughs> let's have yeah, a reason the, the, to do the, it. There's stuff on my shelves that I've literally had for about five years, and I was like, I should really watch that. And I just mm. never do. So. Yeah, so I think we'll go a little bit spoiler-free at the start. We'll warn you before we get into spoilers, but this is a, a French film, so uh, 1991 is when it came out, and it's a post-apocalyptic black comedy about an apartment building where the landlord is also a butcher who occasionally kills people so that they have meat for the tenants. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. <laughs> it's a bit of an odd one, this. Well, I knew that going in because of the directors, because I've seen their later film, uh, The City of Lost Children, which I actually quite like a lot. Uh, okay. Ron Perlman's in that. It's a really good uh, science fiction movie. It's very quirky. It's got the same sort of visual look to it, mm, which is the first thing I think... very distinctive, this, actually. Yeah, I, it's the first thing you notice when you watch this, uh, is just how stylized it is. And yeah. Beyond just... The, oh, it's got a bit of a sort of yellow sort of tint to it but that's more than that i mean just the the way the sets look the way they feel the yeah. the sort of all not quite but almost steampunk feel to yeah the yeah i know what you mean city of lost children was a bit more steampunky but this still is kind of it's got it's got that there. edge to it isn't it yeah especially the sewers when we go into the sewers and we're seeing all the pipes and the dripping water and all that it feels very very yeah. much that and i like that about it actually i like uh the, the way it looks for the most part i i think it gives it a there's a great tone and sense and mood throughout it, even though it's essentially a black comedy and the subject matter could be really dark and depressing. Yeah, it never feels that, though. Nah, it never does. Which arguably, like, one of my complaints against the film might be that... So, the, our lead character, uh, Louisan, I have to think about how to pronounce that there. It's a French name I'm not familiar with. It's probably still wrong, but... Yeah. Who, who is played by, let me just get the name here, Dominic, or Dominique... Uh, Dominique Pinon, uh, who's an actor who's worked with uh, Jeunet plenty of times. I know him from Alien Resurrection, which also Jeunet directed, which we'll be getting to soon, because we're working our way through mm. the Alien movies. I've got that to look forward to. It's not that bad. <laughs> there, there, there's redeeming, redeeming qualities in the third and fourth Alien movies. I, I mean, sure, it's a step down, <laughs> don't get me wrong. But... There's there's some things to like in there. Some of the visual style gets taken there. Oh well, that that leaves me something at least yeah. to look forward to for that one. Yeah, a lot darker, a much darker version of it. But uh, certainly you'll, you'll recognise some of those elements when we mm. get to that. But 
so yeah, I, I recognise him, of course, and he he uh, he's the lead character. He moves in, and the idea is is that this butcher puts out an ad for like a kind of just a, a helper to work at the the building, you know, do odd jobs, that kind of thing, a handyman yeah. about the building. Uh, but the whole thing is, is they have them there for a couple of days and then kill them and eat them, and mm. they, they, and everyone pays each other in corn. Yeah, it's like they've established their own currency in this apartment. Yes, yes, and so he he's there and he's he's an ex clown. He used to be a clown, an entertainer, performer, and because of course, because of course, and he falls in love with the the butcher's daughter, who yes. doesn't seem as evil as the rest of them, and actually is kind of not wanting them to be killed and eaten because she likes them. Yeah, and that's kind of the, the core story. So. She knows he's, they're going to try and kill him and eat him, and she's trying to stop that. And he's kind of oblivious to it. And it's, we get the quirky romance playing out. There's also an army of underground. They're basically treated as if they're terrorists, but they're actually vegetarians. But they're the heroes because they're they're good guys compared to everyone in the apartment building. They are, but they're still vegetarians, so you know. It's a bit of weird. Me- it's someone who enjoys meat. It's a bit of weird, weird messaging in this movie that the vegetarians <laughs> are the heroes. Exactly. Uh, but maybe in a world where we don't have copious amounts of meat and we are struggling like this, perhaps if the good you people turn would. To people. Yeah, perhaps the good people would be the vegetarians because the bad people would be like, "No, let's get into cannibalism." You never know. Yeah, I enjoyed the film. Uh, I did for the most part. Yeah. I, I I have some issues. I I don't think I've got anything specifically wrong with it. I, I just it's the sort of film where I enjoyed it. I liked it quite a bit. I I don't think I didn't like it as much as City of Lost Children, and I think there wasn't like I was enjoying the characters, but there wasn't like an emotional connection to them that oh, I think I, not. that I think I did get in their in their later films. So I think for me, I I really like the actual the black comedy. I like the mm. the surrealist stuff. But the the slapstick elements were not landing for me. I, c- I can see that. Yeah, that, so like, yeah, the, the black coat. There's, there's like one of the tenants is trying to commit suicide throughout the film and keeps failing. So the attempts, the the ludicrous attempts to commit suicide, get more and more absurd as they go on. And they're, they're kind of like imagine the game Mouse Trap. She, she seems it's almost mm. she's trying to set traps for herself, and it uh, that that gets pretty wacky. There's some really surreal things where. Everyone in the building is like doing something like what one people one person's having sex, one person's playing a cello, one person's banging on a bed, and they're all doing it in sync to the same beat. Yeah. But it it cuts between them and it builds a little tune, kind of almost cutting between yeah, them. Yeah, and, and it, it sits that. on that for quite a while though. Oh, it does, yeah. And at the end of the scene, everyone comes to an end in some way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and disaster. I. I think I think it's quite a charming film. There's quite a charming quality to it, and I think taking away the vegetarian part of it, I think the messaging then it's quite nice because it's essentially like everyone's cynical and corrupt, but this guy who was an entertainer still has the spirit of life in him, and that's why Julie, the the butcher's daughter, is attracted to him. And it's kind of a like they keep trying to end it, end his life, and they're, they're yeah. all very cynical, but he brings life to everything. And, that's like it's, it's it's being happy amongst it's the, the idea of having the a positive outlook can yeah have an have an effect on those that have become cynical yeah and even the music plays into that as well because they, they share music and they, they play music he he plays a a musical saw which yes. of course it's, 
of course it's not a guitar or so it was amusing because the first like two minutes i was like uh, then the, the the music comes in not not that stuff the actual scores like oh this is very french like it just hits you immediately it's like okay Oh yeah, it's very French. I think like, I think that might have been like what tips you off before there's even like any dialogue in in the French language. It's just, you could just hear it in the music immediately. Oh, yeah, there's, there's a good. I don't think you get any dialogue before the credits. Actually, you no, there's a, whole, a good few minutes. There's a whole opening prologue, and there's no credits. I don't think, or no dialogue. I don't think, and then there's credits, and then it's not until so a good five minutes at least before we get yeah. to any dialogue. Uh, but no, uh, very quirky, very. Always sure of what it's doing. I think like it's it's. it's it, I'm not going to yeah. say I claim to know what every single character's point was because there's no, a lot cause... of tenants. There's a lot of weird tenants who, like, there's Frogman in the basement who has lots of frogs and snails and. But no, I got that one. You got what was that one? Well, the idea was he didn't want to eat the meat either. So, I mean, it's it's France. They eat frogs and snails. So he's oh, yeah. he's that's why he's turned his apartment like into a swamp so that that vegetation is there. That's why he's eating the snails and it's just the the mountain of snail shells. Fair enough. I did not get that. Yeah, there, I think there's a there's a lot of times in this film where it will just cut away to something that kind of seems unconnected, but like you say, it always seems very sure in what it's doing in the way it presents it. Oh yeah. So you kind of just roll with it. Yeah, I, I think I, I think that was a. Uh... Because the idea of the vegetarians doesn't come up until fairly later on in the movie. Yeah, that guy is a lot earlier. That guy's a lot earlier. You see, you do see him again, but it's like just, but it's like the most you see of him is in his establishing scene, like in the first scene where we see yes. him and it introduces yeah. him. Because otherwise, just a couple of quick cutaways. Uh, so I think by the time we got got to the point where that theme was really introduced, I was like mm. forgotten the existed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no. Uh, also, uh, there's an antagonist outside of the butcher himself. There's an antagonist uh, who's a postman who delivers mm. his mail on a motorbike. Because why not? Because it's post-apocalyptic France. Uh, the whole movie takes place in this apartment building and there's just sort of the surrounding areas outside of the the sewer where we visit at one point, yeah. where all the vegetarians <laughs> reside. <laughs> and uh, that that feels especially like damning to the vegetarians that they have been reduced to living in the sewers. Uh dear, so so many jokes. I, 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 cannot, I know. I cannot, so that that's something I can get behind. I can't ban- ban- just so banish them down there. <laughs> ah dear. Uh, but no, it all takes place in this sort of mostly one location, and I actually one of the things I really like is just how how it kind of becomes its own character. Because every time it comes to like the establishing shots, but it goes outside, the apartment building's there, but the buildings on either side of it are like half torn down, and it just looks. Mm. It was post-apocalyptic, so even though we don't really see anything else in the world, you you keep hearing these things, and they've still got TV, so they're still a functioning society. We hear stories of people being eaten out in the wild and that kind of yeah. thing. Uh, so it does a good job of building its uh, its its world, its mythology, if you will. Uh, mm. Even though that seems like a weird thing to talk about in in a black comedy like this, it is. But it makes it f- it makes the comedy seem more palatable, given that. It is often very surreal and and it is very darkly humorous. It I, makes it seem like it fits more naturally because it's in this world. Honestly, I think the thing that benefits more though uh, is actually the the heart, the romance. Mm. 
because you get the sense that the, the, the shittiness of this world extends beyond just these walls. It's not just this group of people, it's the entire planet, it's the entire yeah. civilization. So mm. them finding each other, it makes you want to root for them just that little bit more because they are finding something that's real and genuine and beautiful and artistic, they share artistic expression. Mm. Uh, and, yeah, I, I, I think it's a sweet film. I think it's uh, got genuine funny moments. Uh, some things don't land. Yeah, it's mostly the slapstick stuff for me that yeah. that wasn't landing. Which you know, it's not a major part of it, but it was enough to to stop me laughing at times. Hmm. Which was a little unfortunate. Yeah, um, I was like, I'd maybe shave off a few minutes of the film. I don't think. Mm. I mean, I don't think it's super overly long or anything. I'm I'm just thinking, you know, it's just it's just under an hour forty. And I'm thinking, yeah. if you could shave off five minutes, just quicken the pace a little bit. Yeah, down to a brisk ninety minutes would probably yeah. kind of tighten it up a lot. Not that there was a super. I I even think there's anything glaring that I can think of that was oh that's fat because I I as as, much, as separate as the 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 woman trying to kill herself was, every single scene with her was hilarious. Yeah, because the the, the I don't want to get spoilers yet, but like mm. all all these setups were really funny. Like I don't, I don't think there was anything that I would take out as a whole it's just just tightening tightening the belt just a little bit especially maybe early on maybe the opening 20 minutes could have used a little bit of trimming yeah i feel like once it gets going and gets into it it's it's okay but it is that opening it feels feels like you're waiting for stuff to go down just a little bit too long yeah but but otherwise very stylistic very like i say very charming has a heart as much as I said I didn't care about the characters too much compared to these other the other films uh, later on, I do think their 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 story is sweet enough that you do you do kind of root for them. At one point, she's mad at him for something, and you kind of like, oh, yeah. It's more you care more about the idea of them because they're the only good people, more about them themselves. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that kind of goes hand in hand with the whole movie, though. Everything's symbolic rather than mm. just being what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, so I, I think that I think that's almost to its benefit that it feels that way because that's kind of oh, yeah. the point yeah. of the whole movie is every, everything's a heightened thing where it's you could let I mean I, I think the uh, some of the characters don't even have names they're just they're they're titles they're what the yeah. descriptor what they are the postman is just the postman and, and so on yeah like, so. like even even the butcher he, he does have a name but. Mostly, you you just think of him as the butcher. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so I think we'll go into some spoilers. Uh, talk about some specific moments. So full spoilers from this point on for Delicatessen. Uh, let's talk about uh, Suicide Lady. Cause... Okay. Well, first let's of all, there, there was the two guys that were up top who were making... What were they making? Did you get what they were making? No. It was like cylinder, wooden cylinders were poking holes around in like the top yeah. of it, and then the other guy was wrapping it, and it almost looked like he was trying to make it look like, like canned food, but I mm. didn't understand what the purpose of it was. Uh, I didn't catch that one either. I'll be honest. Yeah, I didn't really know what was going on there, but they're kind of. That, that was that was one of those times where I say I, I didn't always know what it was, but it felt very sure of what it was doing and what it was showing me. So you oh, kind of yeah. just rolled with it. Oh yeah, absolutely. But he like one of one of them's got a crush on suicide lady, 
and we find out the voices, because she mentions voices earlier in the film, and we find out the voices are actually the other guy messing with her by talking through the pipes, uh, which is darkly funny in its own right. Yeah, it is. But no, all her setups to kill herself, the first one, she's in, 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 the, in the bath, and she's got it filled with water, she's got a lamp. I don't know what it is, I'm assuming the voices have said to her that she can't just just do it. Like, that. it has to... It has to be triggered. It has to be like a game of mousetrap where someone else actually triggers the the death because it, it, all of her setups rely on someone opening a door or ringing the doorbell or something like that. Uh, yeah, I guess it could be just that they've told her that or it could be more just... Yeah, you no. Know, to give very simple, like like religious, like suicide is a sin, isn't it? It's just like, oh yeah, but sure. If, maybe yeah. If, if she gets someone else to do it, she's not taking her own life. Because she's got she's got a lamp at the edge of the bath, and she's got a bit of fabric underneath it that's going to a sewing machine, so that when the doorbell rings, the sewing machine will turn on and it'll drag the the fabric and the lamp into the the pool. But it's almost like fate keeps intervening because it's what what. Louisan's doing in the other room at the bed. He ends up knocking the wall, and the the, the plug comes yeah. out comes comes out the outlet, and the lamp's not turned on when it falls in, so she doesn't die. And then the later one where she's like, "All right, this is ridiculous. I, I keep not dying." And she sets up a shotgun, a noose. She takes pills, and she's got like a like a, a not a bomb, but she's got like a fire ready to go. Yeah, and uh, it all fails. Like yeah. the, the shotgun shoots the noose and cuts that so she doesn't hang herself the impact makes her spit out everything and then water spills on the, the fire like everything just doesn't work it's so amusing it's pretty funny I could, I could almost do just like a a series of a series horror. of shorts just yeah. of her yeah yeah. try to kill herself in they, the they do actually race. feel like uh, like silent shorts mm. like th- those things with her like they, they could independently of anything else is, is yeah. what they feel like Oh, yeah, right, actually, there's, there's like, no dialogue in any of them. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so it's feel, all feel very early cinema. Yeah, it's all, all very visual stuff. Yeah. And, but it all works, and it's all pretty funny. If you've got a dark sense of humour, <laughs> mm. it's uh, pretty amusing. So, that was that. Uh, we Obviously, the main plot, eventually, Julie, when she realises that like losing's in danger, she like goes underground, and we get that great. And I actually really love the scene of her going to meet the the vegetarians, uh, mm. the troglods or something they were called. The troglods. Troglods. Yeah, yeah that, they had that name, but I'm just gonna call them the vegetarians. All uh, people. Aye, uh, but like everything in that sewer, like sewers should not look as atmospheric and as enticing as this does. To no, me. I agree. They look. It's it's like the opposite of the above ground world where everything is decrepit and falling down, and decaying. This looks like there is a functioning society building in them. Yeah, yeah, and just everything's dripping with water. Everything, just everything's lit with the, this sort of weird green light. It just it has a style. It has a, and I, I loved all that. And then the, the the old jump out and she she makes a pact that right, my daddy butcher's got all the all this corn. That he's had stacked up. That's what, that's what he's been collecting. Thirty bags, I think it was. Sure, something like that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm not going to get into counting corn with you, Connor. <laughs> but it's like, right, you you can have all the corn. You can sneak in and get all the corn, but you have to sneak in and get me and uh, losing out. Out. We want we want to be safe and get away from them. So 
the last like 30 40 minutes of the film we've got all these vegetarians with the suction cups inside the the walls of the of the apartment it's building utterly ludicrous it's utterly ludicrous but it's fantastic yeah i love all of it it's great and they're with the suction cups and they're climbing up and they actually kidnap their own person they kidnap the uh I call the slut because <laughs> that's essentially what she was. She she was paying for her meat by having sex with the butcher, uh, and she's the one that pissed off uh, Julie at one point because she was dancing with uh, losing. But they, they kidnap her by accident and, instead of getting him. And they, there's actually a really funny scene where they're arguing. I was like, because the guy who's, who's responsible, the one who's responsible, is like, "Well, there you go, I I I, I got them," and he's like. She said it was a man. And he's like, maybe. <laughs> Need to check. Uh, it was just a really, really... Uh, yeah. It, it kind of just plays into what a lot of this movie was. A lot of it's really witty. Even something as simple as, like, there's a couple in the building with the kids. They've got the kids. There's two kids that are running around. But they've yeah. got a, a gran, a grandma. And the butcher's like, well, you're, gonna, you're behind on rent. You're going to have to supply me with something. So he sets up an accident for the grandma and the grandma ends up dying and that, that gives us some more meat but even that all of that was again really funny just it was and it was cracking me up when they were leaving the leaving the butchers with with the meat and she was like oh, i wish i could have said goodbye yeah yeah her own presumably her daughter the, the grandma's daughter is holding yeah. the meat that she's going to be eating for dinner and it's like i wish i could have said goodbye yeah and the husband's like well you kind of can <laughs> say, say goodbye as you're eating her it was really cracking me up that. Uh, no, it's uh, that it, just kind of so all the absurdity, especially in the, the last half of the movie, with them, and they, they eventually get to the point where they're getting chased because they actually they find out that one of uh, one of Leeson's clown performances is going to be on TV. So him and Julie sit down to to watch it, and this is when the butcher decides to mess with the TV aerial on the roof. Uh, clearly showing what time period where this was made in uh, but he's messing with the aerial and it results in the fight and he's got his and I love that the villains chase him around the big cleavers he's like throwing cleavers at him it's so so clown like like, it is they they keep referencing his big shoes yeah I don't even did he even have big shoes I didn't even notice he did I noticed it I noticed it in the scene where he was you know he was dancing with the with Mm. with the slut (laughs) with the slut yes well we've committed to that name now aye Sure. Uh, I noticed it a lot in that one. Yeah. Uh, well, well, he also had a third leg in that scene. He did. He was doing a bit. He had a, he had like a performance. He was doing. obviously he he had to trade his his shoes at the start as well. So you see him then. Ah, oh, that's right. Yeah, because he can't pay for the cab. And yeah. He, he, yeah, he pays with his shoes. Yeah. So they end up getting chased, and all the tenants are chasing them because they're hungry. They want meat. They want human meat. So him and Julie like barricade themselves off and then they they run into the bathroom we get this great scene where they they fill up the bathroom with water they plug all the holes with clothes and so nothing will leak the idea being that when the bad guys open the door it'll just be like a flood of water it'll take mm. them out uh really good because it's all practical there's there's no cheating here like they they had mm. to fill up a room with water and they unleashed it yeah yeah it's the only way that yeah that, that can be done yeah and uh, all, all i can think is man this must be a nightmare shit that's all I could think when I was watching it. It was just uh, yeah. Yeah, water all pouring down the stairs. And do you know what I like as well? Is the kids end up helping them? 
because the kids uh, like pour something in the gun, uh, the postman's gun, so that when he tries to shoot it later on, because he he fancies Julie, he wants her, uh, and he tries to shoot them, and the gun just sort of blows up in his face. And he, and I kind of like the idea that the kids, because not only does uh, the kids represent again maybe that innocence, that 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 optimism. Before yeah, they they're lose very it. mischievous, aren't they? Yeah, before they lose it. They also connect to losing. When he first arrives, he ends up making bubbles and stuff when he's yeah. he's about to clean. And he connects to them and they kind of bond and they like him. And I, th- I think the idea is that he's kept his childhood innocence about him. He's kept his that free spirit. And that's what well, Julie sees him and that's why they have hope and why they... Yeah, and I, I assume Julie has never eaten the meat either. Ah, yeah, you'd get that. Yeah. Like, that, was, that was the impression I was getting. Like, like her father had never given it to her. Hmm. Yeah. And she wears glasses, we got a great scene when she invites him over uh, mm. for for tea. Uh, she, she she usually wears glasses, but she took them off because this is one of these weird relics of an older time where pe- people used to seem to think that glasses were uh, unattractive, which I find highly I mean, offensive. I mean, they're not wrong. Uh, shut up. <laughs> uh, no, but it's one of those anti. Like, no one thinks like that anymore. No, no they one don't. cares. <laughs> like, if don't. anything, like, some people look better with glasses. I'm not saying I do, but some people do. Some people put on glasses, like, you really suit those, or mm. vice versa. Like, but it's just one of these weird things. It's one of these weird relics of how people used to think. But she she, she, she has the, the, the tea party, as we'll call it blind essentially she can barely see and she's like pouring the and it, it becomes a running joke where she keeps over pouring the cups and this is one of those little bits where i wasn't as keen on the slapstick of that uh, okay you weren't into the, the tea pouring as much uh, no it felt a little bit cheap compared to some of the rest of it for me i like the tea bit the, the, the stuff after with the vase and all that i wasn't as keen on that's but... yeah that, like the first bit was okay but, but it, it kind of went on too long for the me. the reason why i like the tea stuff though was because it was like a little Again, it was going back to that silent cinema where it was all visual gags, and the way he kept moving things around the table for it to hit yeah. the right thing. Him trying to like course correct everything on the table and move around her as she was doing stuff, uh, I thought was kind of amusing. It felt very yeah. old school to me. No, I like that part. It was kind of once she got up from the table. Yeah, we got to the uh, bars yeah. and all that. Yeah, that that that's when I started feeling like it was just there because, if that makes sense. Like it, it had stopped, I get your adding, feeling. To, it had stopped yeah. adding to it for me. It was just diminishing returns, I guess, uh, yeah. within the within its own scene. It went on just too much for me. Well, maybe that's part of what you'd cut. If we were trimming those five minutes that I said, that I think I feel like it could trim. Uh, yeah. Maybe that's like a minute you take away there. But uh, no, but I, th- I think why it works is because they do have chemistry and it is kind of charming. And, and yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, it's kind of that that they're going to fall around each other clumsily until they eventually just like fall into each other and kiss. This is essentially. The movies yeah. it plays out, but no. So yeah, I I I think all that stuff uh, like their relationship works quite well. Uh, yeah, and that's that's kind of the heart of the the movie and what the movie's about. So uh, anything else you want to talk? Any specific moments? We, we mentioned uh, the the scene where everyone's doing stuff in beat. Yeah, uh, I just want to say I really enjoyed the boomerang. What what do you call it? just uh, the, Australian. the Australian? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's this weird knife it's, boomerang thing. It's almost a throwing star. It is. It's got it's got a handle, but it, the end of it's got three blades, so it's yeah. like a, more like a throwing star with a handle. But it ha- it has a proper boomerang effect where it comes back to him, and yeah. he uses it early on to I think, set up what it what it is. Yeah, it sets up what it is and how good he is with it. But he mentions, oh, it's only as good as the master to using it. 
So at the end of the movie, when the butcher tries to use it, it, it it's the great finish where it turns back too soon, doesn't hit him, and hits the butcher on the head. And because obviously the butcher doesn't know it's going to turn back either. No, it doesn't. And it's funny because I almost thought the uh, <laughs> I feel bad calling the slut now, but the. <laughs> I almost thought that she was actually intentionally doing that, like it was going to be our, our redemption at the end, where she yeah. gave it to him and said, here, use this, knowing that... Yeah, yeah, that I he thought that as well. Yeah, uh, but it never like cut to her afterwards and like you know, gave her like, it, a it knowing It never look. felt like she did actually know. It felt like, hey, this looks deadly. It's got three blades. Let's take him out with this. At the same time, though, it never played it... It never really played it either way. It never gave me the reaction shot after where she was either surprised or... Like it yeah, didn't. That I'm just going by context of yeah. I don't recall her ever learning about it. Well, she did learn because oh, she did, was, she, did she she learn about it. She was the one that oh, was she with, did, yeah, but, she, like, yeah, because it was her bra because the kids got her bra oh, and course. put it on the so the she post. would know it was they comes yeah. back. She was the one so, who said that it was. You yeah, have to be yeah. a master of it. So that's why I so was then thinking she must have known. Either that or she's stupid. <laughs> yeah, she was never shown to be stupid though, was she? Nah, she wasn't. She she seemed quite capable. Hmm. I guess it is just missing that extra shot then. Yeah, I've heard just been like, yeah, I intended that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So just to solidify her redemptive arc. Yeah. There you go. So, Pretty so. enjoyable though. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was it was those quirky things like them all being in time that I I really enjoyed. Yeah. Because because uh, yeah. the butchers having sex, the uh, Julie's playing violin, cello, cello. Sorry. Same difference, uh, but what I like about it though is how it all ends. Like obviously, the sex ends with presumably the climax of the sex, but uh, uh, Luisen's painting the ceiling, and he's he's on this weird mm. strap thing because he's he's reaching out to the middle of the room, which yes. is just absurd to look at in and of itself. Mm. And he's sort of he's he's painting the room, and he ends up falling. Uh, the cello string snaps at the end. Like, everything climaxes in a weird way, and they all end abruptly. Yeah, and I really like how it is just, it cuts away, it's on it for a good couple of minutes. It doesn't really play into anything else, it's just there just for its own moment. It's just, well, it's the first scene where it really establishes everyone in the building, I think. Like, it's shown you lots of people at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and I think it does that, and it, 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 I, can, I, I think it sets the, not that, not that the, what's before it doesn't set the tone, but it really sets the tone and it really puts yeah. you in the main side of what's going and I like it because if if because it starts with a sex, and I like that it starts with a sex because it feels like everything's getting faster as it goes. So it does feel like it's all building to a climax. Yeah. Uh, so it's if nothing else, it's a really impressive bit of editing. <laughs> uh, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it all works and builds. So mm. it's cool. actually, the final trailer for uh, Kong Skull Island came out today. Hmm. Yes, I watched it. There was a bit in the trailer that that I thought was really inventive with the music. Well, you know, you know, how comedies do that thing where the music will dip out for a joke. Yeah, and in, in the Kong Skull Island trailer, they're a very similar thing to this almost, where it went to a gun clicking, but it, it made it part of the beat of the song. So the song yeah. stopped for like a, just two seconds, and it was like, and then it kept going. Yeah, yeah, it was. It, it did a similar thing in the Suicide Squad trailer with the the opening of the can, if you recall, where the, the music dropped out and the the can opened where the beat should have been. I. I do remember it. I don't think it was as good, though. Uh, I don't know. I think it was, it was as good in, in my mind. I, I, it was no, the best I, part of that movie, it, that, that trailer. Because it, because it ling- I think because I think that, like, it hit the note, but it lingered, and then there wasn't, like, whereas this clicking of the gun, it felt like multiple yeah, yeah. beats, and it, it went straight back into the song. Okay, that's fair. 
So it just it was so seamless the way it went into it and mm. back out of it. It was good. But, it was really good. But yeah, it was just, it was just funny that happened, that came out today because I was kind of thinking of that as it was doing all this fancy editing and keeping a beat. There was a time later on in the movie as well where it was doing like a similar thing where it was. It felt it felt like the editing was very specifically in this. It felt like a, and again, music's a big theme. They both play music. They play music together. It's part of the the love yeah. for each other. I feel like the editing was very intentionally paced, like music. Like there was always yeah, a beat. Yeah, it was very pulse. Yeah. On, it was always on the pulse. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, delicatessen. Yeah, not yeah. a bad watch, given that I went in knowing pretty much nothing. I didn't really know anything either. All I knew was the, the shot of him, as if his head had been cut off, and we find out it was just him playing a clown prank. Like a magic trick. Yeah, it's a magic kind of trick. A stage magician thing, yeah. almost. But that's that's the image I remember, is his head in a plate with the, the cleaver in his head. Yeah. Which... It's actually especially ironic, given that there's actually a guy with a cleaver who's going to try and kill him later. Yeah, which which is why her reaction is is amusing to that. Oh yeah, because she's like, oh god, no, it's already happened. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and but of course it's not poor taste in his part because he doesn't know that's a threat yet. He's exactly. He's just doing his thing. He's, he's, he's just, just doing his clown stuff. He's clowning around. Very good. All right, do you want to do some ratings then? Yeah, I can do. Alright, um... Hmm... <laughs> have a bit of a think, haven't we? Yeah, well, I'm not giving it a ten, which I've done for the past two, but that's because I, we watched some of my favourite movies. The well, last we did, admittedly. Uh, uh, oof, this is... I'm... I'm tempted to say eight. Hmm... But does it quite hit that? Is it maybe seven point five? Personally, I'm I'm leaning to seven point five. Where I enjoyed it a lot, but there was just a few times, and especially towards the start, where it just went on too long. It's like it's not quite great. I am going on it. I think I think whatever other misgivings it may have, but you know, it could use with cutting a couple of minutes. Maybe yeah. I could have used a, maybe a, a greater connection to the characters. I do think the visual style kind of makes up for that. Like, I always feel like I was engrossed in the visuals. That's fair. I've got no nothing to argue against yeah. that. Yeah, I felt like... I mean, sometimes this can go the opposite way where I don't like the style and I'm just... I hate it no matter what. But when the style works for me, it's... Mm. You know, it, it works helps, for me. It does doesn't it? It does help. So you, cause you, you feel like, even if nothing else, you like being in that world for whatever the runtime yeah. is. So. And and I agree. I feel the same way in that sense. I think I think I'm going to settle with the seven point five. Yeah, okay. But I, I feel the same way where, yeah, it's it's got that style. It's always just enjoyable for the most part. Just to just to be there. Yeah. It's, it's never a chore to watch any more point. Oh, absolutely. It's never but, boring. It's never a chore. It's never. Like I said, the worst complaints I have are when when those scenes go on too long. So it's like, okay, I want to get to the next thing. I want to see what else it's got for me. It's funny you say that because that's actually my complaint with most modern comedy movies is that, like Melissa McCarthy, John C. Riley, like mm. their style of comedy tends to be, let's draw this joke out for five minutes past the punchline, and I always hate it, and it's always very unfunny. Uh, by this comparison, was not, this was yeah. not that bad. And yeah, but, I, I'm with you. I'm not really feeling that either. Yeah, by comparison, that's uh, this is. Oh yeah, yeah. It was. It was just every so often I was like, okay, I get this bit. I've, I've kind of this joke's played out now. Now. Show me what your next one is. Yeah, so, yeah, maybe just cut, cut, end the scene just a little bit earlier. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Alright, that's a uh, delicatessen. Uh, let us know what you think of it in the comments below if you've seen it. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll be back later this week with uh, the next Godzilla movie, Godzilla Raids Again. That's the next thing on the, the schedule. And then, of course, we'll have more movies uh, the following weeks. But uh, also, the, the contemporary movie reviews will be starting back up on a more regular basis as more big movies are coming out. We're going to have Logan up the end of next week. So look forward Aye, because March is busy this year, apparently. March is very busy. We got, yeah. We got when, cup- when did March become so stacked? I don't think it's ever been this stacked before, but this is. It's definitely had at least one or two big movies for the last while. Yeah, but this is like one every week at least. Yeah, yeah, one every week this year. We got we got Kong, we got Power Rangers, we got Logan, we got Beauty and the Beast, the whole the whole thing. It's Packed. quite a variety there as well of, of yeah. what sort of film you got. Should be fun. Yeah, it should be. So. Yeah, uh, let us know what you think of the movie. Like and subscribe, all that stuff. It helps us out a lot if you do. Uh, get us on Twitter at mild underscore fuzz for channel updates. You can get me at wibble89 for my ramblings. Connor Ryan 94 for his ramblings. If if you want those, I don't know why, why you would. But I'm not entirely sure either, I'll be honest. Uh, yeah, and you know what? I think we deserve a pat in the back. I think we, we could have said a lot of really nasty things about vegetarians in this episode and we didn't uh, yeah we only we limited it to just a handful of of those and <laughs> you know for us i think that is amazing for the record nothing actually against vegetarians it's just really <laughs> funny to joke about it because it's just on a platter It's just right there. There's, just... there's a joke to be made of what you just said. I know. Uh, I, I realised after I said it, and I was like, that was not intentional. <sighs> there. Uh. There you go, guys. That's Delica Tessin. Thank you very much for watching. Like and subscribe. I said all that already. What am I doing? Yeah. Keep watching movies, guys. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>